Long time no see, my pack of pups. It's friend of all canines, Wolf the Dog. Howlin' at y'all from 694.2 PTBP. Voted Contention's number one radio show that you leave on so your dogs won't feel lonely while you're at work. Now y'all know we got some words from our listeners who have taken the time to shout us out on social media. It's time for Howlin' with Wolf. Wolf. I'd like to shout out to the lovely police force that we have here in contention. I appreciate the stellar job they doing in keeping us, the citizens, safe. Why, if they weren't such good officers, we might have things like busloads of transients, or people dying of blunt force trauma, hell yeah, or even dangerous men on the streets disguised as police. I sure am glad that we don't have to worry about anything like that here in contention, because of the work those fine officers put in. From Kennedy. Thanks, Kennedy, for believing in our local police heroes without even the slightest awareness of your surroundings. Now quick, turn the radio off now before you learn a thing or two. It's time for the news. The officers implemented an actually decent plan for a sting operation, but the FBI was watching and stepping in on the whole thing. Agents Kennedy and McKinley are in town looking for a black Nike bag with nothing in it. The federal agents have agreed to meet the contention squad tomorrow morning, December 4th, at the police department. When the party met up at the station to figure out what to do with their illegal seizures, Drew was uncommonly not at his desk, replaced instead by a note telling them that he went to the chief's house. Officers Bishop and Pettymore hauled off the undocumented loot to their individual residences while Keith went to the chief's house to check on old Drew. Officers Bishop and Pettymore were soon called to the chief's house after it had exploded, leaving the unconscious officer Vigna and Drew Andrews in the cold yard. That explosion also left behind the burnt bodies of Harold Dorsey, Chief Maggie Cook, and an unkempt man with a bullet hole in his head and his face in a pile of foot meat. Foot meat? Good feet? Could eat? Would eat. <laughs> Sorry, my dearest. I just done broke. But putting me back together is kudzu with no backbone. I get my hot cocoa and I walk over to my fellow officers. Okay, guys. Uh, Can we walk away from Drew? Yeah, I think we should. So I want to talk to like one of the firefighters. Was anybody in there? Did anybody in there make it? No. That's what I figured. Keith, who was who was in there besides the chief? So I knocked on the door and the door just kind of opened up by itself. And, and it wasn't on fire at this point? No, but I walked in and it smelled like gasoline and the gas from like a stove. So I walked in and I immediately saw Drew and, and some guy, whatever that, whoever's ID I showed you, they were just laying on the ground. That fake newsman from the city. Sure. And then I looked over and I walked in a little more and I saw Maggie just, her face was all slashed up and her, her left foot was missing. 
and I walked in because I could smell the gas. So I walked into the kitchen to turn the burners off before there was an explosion or anything. But as soon as I turned the corner, I saw another guy slumped over on the kitchen table with a fork in his hand and his left foot was missing too. And all four burners were on on the stove and there were two feet in a skillet and all the meat had been picked off of them. And as soon as I went off, went over to turn them off, I just felt dizzy and I threw up and I kind of, I like had to fall down and as I, I hit something with my hand. And as soon as I hit something with my hand, a f- something ticked at the front of the house and a flame just started coming from the line of gasoline. And I, I grabbed the fire extinguisher and I tried to put it out as best I could, but I slipped and fell in my own vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It's a... It's a difficult time. And then I got up and I was spraying the fire extinguisher and I, I kind of had to jump over the bodies to keep spraying the fire and I realized that I didn't know how much of use that was. So I turned around and I, I knew I couldn't get both the guys so I grabbed, uh, I grabbed Drew and I just hauled out of there and I, I think as soon as we got out of the front door it exploded and just threw us back. And then I, I was unconscious after that. When you said... You heard a click, and then there was fire? Yeah, I when I fell down, I hit something with my hand, it, like a wire or a trap or something, to start the fire. Well, Clock, we know we didn't start the fire. It was there it was always burning. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Well, this is hor- horrific. Eating their feet, you said. Eating their feet, you said. I didn't see anybody eat the feet, but they were cooked, and the meat was picked off of the feet. All right, we're going to have to monitor, and you know, no matter what they say, I think we need to... Someone, maybe you should pick through Drew's poop for the next two days and make sure they don't find no it toenails. It did smell like poop when I walked in there. And I don't know if anybody asked Drew if he pooped himself. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it could have been from that or it could have been, I don't know. The guy at the table slumped over with the fork. I didn't get a good look nothing, at him. I was just about him. My first instinct was to turn that the gas off and turn the fire off before I got exploded. Luckily, I didn't. Yeah, just in time. Keith Vigna, roll an intelligence check for me to see if you remember some information. I don't. You don't remember (laughs) some information. But he does remember other information. But there's some that I don't. Damn. (laughs) Is the house currently on fire? No, it's more like embers. Was this for something that you told me, or was this for something that I I would have known if I That got... was for something that you would have remembered, but not something that I told you gotcha. during this. Because I was going to be like, Just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'd like to go talk to the, the chief firefighter here. Uh, am I speaking to him now? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> hey, uh, John, John Peters. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> John Lee Pettimore, uh, Contention PD. Uh, hey, John. Hey, we've obviously met many times working in a small town. Of course. I'm uh, fireman chief. Yeah, we, you're fireman chief. We all respect the hell out of you and the game that, you know, you boys bring uh, every year to the uh, fireman, policeman, volleyball tournament. It's always a fierce game of volleyball, but that's why we love it. Yeah, so hey, you got any leads? Uh, You you got any idea where this fire started or how it started? Well, it looks like there was a lot of gasoline in the house, and I think a natural gas was the thing that really started the fire. The gasoline definitely helped keep the fire going and made it very difficult for us to do 
our job. It's interesting you say both those things because I was unclear while others were telling the story whether they meant. At first, it seemed like they were smelling gasoline, and then they the burners were on. So the was, burners was, were probably all on, as well as many cans of actual gasoline poured over the entire place, and also just sitting around. Hey, man, uh, did you get that? I mean, I know you've been going out for them VO auditions. I didn't get it. Yeah. Oh. They said that I need to be deeper. <laughs> yeah, you just keep working on that, man. I can try, but I can only go so deep. Go down. Meet me down here. Down. Meet down, me down, down here. Go down. Meet me down here. Down. I walk up and well, I'm keep, like, what are you guys singing? Keep. <laughs> I was wondering if we're, we're trying to sing a tune of so justice. I don't know who that other guy in there was. How badly are is the bones burnt? Oh, they're very burnt. But there's a way to get some DNA out of those bones, huh? That's more our just we. That's our department. I look at the bones. And I say we can get some DNA out of those bones. Do we have three bodies in there? Yes, three bodies in the house. Oh, okay. I was thinking the other guy got out or something. I didn't think no there was there was the reporter it was uh, the reporter drew Maggie and the guy with the fork with the missing foot and Maggie and the guy that I don't know were the only two with their feet cut off one foot cut off Dorsey was just unconscious. Yeah. I, I assume that Maggie and her foot cut off and the guy that she mm-hmm. was with foot cut off were there when they walked in mm-hmm. but that guy did have a fork so he could have been eating his own foot and Maggie's foot gross we should be able to match their dental records. Awesome. Really glad the fire department's forensics. Uh, who team. is? You guys should be able to match their <laughs> dental records. Someone should be able to match their dental records. Hey, can't hey man, you know I'm, I know it's your dream and everything. Can you talk to us like a person? Can you just, come on, we lost our chief tonight. There's two more dead. Can you be real with me, Carl? Fucking just talk to me like like the Carl we all went to high school with. I am sorry for your loss. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Who, who's the best dentist in contention? Who's the only dentist in contention? You mean for the that dental Dr. Records? Teeth? Yeah, for the dental <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't think it is. No. But... <laughs> well, well, actually, it probably. Be, yeah, yeah, it probably you is. have to get them from a dentist. <laughs> you got to find them at the dentist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but for real, though, how else will we do in a small cops. town like this? I'm a cop. Who is the dentist in contention? It would be, what's a good dentist name? Dr. Miller. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Dr. Miller. Yeah, Dr. Miller. When we came by Speaking here yesterday, I don't Chief's remember. Chief's cruiser wasn't here, That's what right? I was going to get at. Was the Chief's cruiser no, even yeah, here? No, okay. she wasn't. Can I go through her cruiser? Good call. And I'm going to go through Drew's car, even though he's standing right over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me just a second. I have to go pee. Cool. cool. Okay, so there was a bullet hole in his head. Yeah, I missed that part. Uh, he was slumped over a plate of meat. Foot meat. Looking back now on it, I assume foot meat. And feet both moot. both feet were in the skillet with meat picked off of him. Do you remember seeing a Fuck bunch of blood that. in like the kitchen or anything? Like was were the floors covered in the blood? Floors from the from like the stab wounds all over Maggie's face was blood, and then from leaking out of their feet. Because when I because <laughs> if he had cooking feet and then also a foot missing, I just wondered if he was going back and forth or not. Yeah, well, from what I could see, like what I what I slipped on was my own vomit and a bunch of puke. I mean, a bunch of blood <laughs> and, and a bunch your, of puke. And your own puke and my own puke. <laughs> Oh, God. There's a lot of bodily fluids in this scene. Yeah. Hey, Zach, congratulations. This is the first time 
uh, since we've been role playing where I'm actually like legitimately grossed out and horrified. Yay! <laughs> right when we walked up and you said he was eating their feet, I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Dude, also, this scene reminds me of that John Mulaney joke where he talks about... Uh, <laughs> Ew, gross. Ew, gross. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> uh, there's hair, blood, and semen everywhere. Gross. gross. Clean it up. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to just jerk each other off for the next... 20 minutes? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. We could play, too. That'd be fine. No, Same I can, difference. I can do one thing. Should we go clockwise or counterclockwise? What if we alternate? Like a couple pumps here. Couple... Dude, but then no, he gets no, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah, he gets... Let's pair off. I call Luke. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm sitting by Luke. <laughs> Guys? I Okay, we were talking the firefighter and then what? Oh, uh, the dental records. Yeah, we were talking about how... <laughs> you guys need dental to go to Vinod's. You guys realize you need to go talk to the dentist, Dr. Maybe. Malar. Dr. Malar. Dr. Malar. Or Malar? Malar. I like Malar is Malar. good. Real Dr. Malar. Real talk, though, we got to go to bed. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I was I was trying to... Yeah. Also, the doctor is not going to be... He's going to be asleep I'm, right now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we should probably go to sleep, and then we can talk to Dr. Millar after we deal with the FBI. I really wanted to roleplay uh, a guy in cocaine, but the situation was simply too somber. <laughs> I didn't oh, even think shit. about that, that, that you weren't like... Well, but like, also, like it instant, like just hearing about it made me so bummed. <laughs> like <laughs> Sobered you up <laughs> in real life. I've been treated. I'm not really... I didn't take any damage or anything nope. that I got out of there. I was just kind of in shock for a minute, so yeah. Maybe the like uh, your eyebrows smell weird. Maybe I don't have eyebrows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have eyebrows anymore. Good False eyebrows. Strong last man character on Earth choice. <laughs> As Keith Vigna, I would love to go to my bed and fall asleep. Yeah, it seems good. Same. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna search the house. I've got energy. Do a search on the charred remains of the chief's house. And also, were you you tried to get into her car? You couldn't. Oh, that's where we left off. That I was getting into her car. Yep. yep, good one. Good Boom. remember. Yep. Boom. Clark, you go and check the chief's cruiser, and it is clean. There is nothing inside of it. Not even a steering wheel or seats. Not even a steering wheel or seats. No, there are those things. There is, however, no detritus or any other information. Can I look in the glove box? You look in the glove box. It is empty. Weirdly no enough. Does she have a dash cam? She has a dash cam on the cruiser and it has been unhooked. I, I want to open up the computer that all cop cars have. Yes, you do that. Can I get You're any now information? You're now connected to CopNet. Get any information from... <laughs> that voice comes over the computer. <laughs> Hello, computer. Hello, cop computer. State your query. Where was this car earlier today? Examining records. It was at... The mill on the other side of the city. This car was at the mill on the other side of the city. How long was it there, cop computer? Since the evening of December 1st. Three days since the evening of December 1st. Is that right? Three days? That's no. right. I mean, it's like the <laughs> since the evening of December 1st. <laughs> it's like two two and a bit. Two days and a couple hours. Um, You know, like <laughs> two and a few. Is what the computer says back to you. Excellent. Thank you, cop computer. CopNet. CopNet. Thank you, CopNet. You're welcome, Officer Bishop. Okay. <laughs> what is love, Officer Bishop? I close it. <laughs> Clark doesn't <Man>. know. <laughs> Clark starts to weep. <laughs> I go back to you guys. I'm going home to go to sleep. I just I just talked to CopNet and uh, what? 
looks. <laughs> what is Copnet? What is Copnet? <laughs> uh, you know the uh, the computer we talk to in our cars. Clark, what are you talking? Wait, we have a computer in our cars, <laughs> buddy. I think you need some rest. I'm just so sleepy. You know Copnet. N- no, I it, don't. It, he said he sounds like this. Cop, <laughs> Copnet. Turns out that uh, Maggie's car has been up at the mill for the last couple of days. In fact, I think it's where she went after she left the station. I think. After I gave her her present. Yeah, this was all your fault. Hmm. Forgot about that. What's at the mill? I don't know. I think that's something we need to investigate. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> Some grist? I open my computer up, look at it, and I'm like, wow, I guess I do have a computer in here. I shut it, and I drive home. I'm driving home, too. Okay, if you guys could both leave. Ooh, glad I got that one out of the way. 99? 95. Woo, that's a bad roll. It's a bad roll. Hey, I'd, I'd like to search that house. Cool, and I've you got some are energy. super hopped up currently, so uh, you decide to grab... I, I see John going to the back of his car and pulling out a bunch of evidence bags and then carrying them toward the like burning embers of this house to collect evidence in these bags. Do you? That's what I'm picturing <laughs> currently. Okay. What, I, are you, I, what are you picturing? I was picturing more just uh, a stroll through the house, you know, through the wreckage to try to find anything of significance. This was a brick home, and the exterior walls are still in place. Sure. Mostly. The explosion took out a lot of the brick from the back of the house where the explosion seems to have come from and the roof has been blown off and the insides are completely melted and charred but the structure itself still slightly stands the structure itself still slightly stands one thing for sure this was a house nailed it you can never know if this house was a home what kind of evidence are you wanting to acquire Uh, i was mostly just hoping to do a search roll (laughs) Go ahead and roll that search roll for me. Eight. Zero eight? Yep. All right, awesome. So as you go through, you can collect the burnt remains of three bodies. I bet we'd have some coroners for that. <laughs> Seems like a medical examiner. Or... I don't know if they just let me, even as a cop, if they just let me be here on my own poking around, like, bagging up bodies. The county coroner is uh, walking with you as you go through it all. What What is their name? Uh, her name is Sheila. Is she Australian? <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she hates this. She She's not happy. She got called at, like, 2 in the morning. Hey, come to contention, this town that you have to drive, like, 45 oh, she, minutes to. she's from the city. Yeah. Yeah, that so, makes sense. She booked her way over here, and she's she's dreary, she's weary-eyed and upset, and helping you collect the evidence of these three charred remains of bodies. Sheila, in your uh, sorry, Doctor Sheila, in your medical opinion, how would you say these folks died? Burned. I don't want to be inappropriate, you like with you, but uh, the Australian accent is truly beautiful. You, your husband must be a lucky man. He is. All right, you want to help me pick up these bones? Yes. It's, she it's, begins it's, collecting it's, bones. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Simply breathtaking. Help, there's more over here. Okay, I think you got that then. 
there, Sheila. I don't I don't think you're really Australian. Uh, you can actually find the pistol that was in the hand of the man in the kitchen. Okay, I bag that up. And you can find the knife that was in the hand of Chief Maggie Cook. The knife was in her hand. She had a large chef's knife in her left hand. Okay, well, I want to, um, uh, basically, I want to see if that matches the stab wounds on her face. Okay. And then you can also find lots of uh, gas cans, metal gas okay. cans are strewn. There are probably seven of them. Okay. The knife, well, hmm, roll forensics for me. I mean, I would like to, I guess, send that off. But right. I can, I'll do it. For now. <laughs> I'll just hold it up to the, yeah. like. <laughs> yep, that's. Like, Hold it up mm, to the holes. To the holes in the skull. That's a... Oh, wow, that's a crit fail. All right. What does a crit fail on a forensics test look like? You slip and you shove the knife into the burnt skull of Chief Maggie Cook, and you accidentally rifle around, and a lot of her face and skull disintegrate onto itself. Oh, shit. So you might not be able to get super accurate results back from that. <laughs> and, and Sheila says, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I didn't want to do that. <laughs> now you know how Keith fucks up all the roles. I just have you one-on-one. Well, the, I, can make, other, I can make whatever I want. The other thing, though, is that I did not want to wiggle the knife around in her skull. <laughs> can we? Like, that's not what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> That was funny, but can we wreck on that? <laughs> I'll take every crit failure <laughs> as strongly as I possibly can. I know that, but <laughs> it just seems disrespectful <laughs> to destroy the chief's face. That's not what I was about. Go ahead and roll sanity for Is me. Is this a knife? <laughs> While poking through all this stuff and then severely fucking up the corpse of your former boss. Oh, God damn it. That's a 99. <laughs> That's a crit fail. <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, go ahead and lose three sanity automatically, which puts you at 40. Yes. Is there anything else that you wanted to do? No, I think I've done enough here. Couldn't agree more. So go ahead and roll alertness for me real quick. 95 on a 100. So Congratulations. No, it's on a 16. Okay, you don't notice the thing that you would have noticed. <laughs> Your search check was for inside the house, which you succeeded on, so you got everything inside the house, but the alertness check was for something... <laughs> that's that's totally fair. <laughs> very different. Okay. Wish I hadn't destroyed the cheese face. I bet it'll be fine. It's just that's that image is going to stay with me. Just digging around in there as it like completely falls <laughs> apart. Okay, so... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I'll go home and put that stuff away okay so you finish putting everything into the house and get the trailer that used ready to take back in the morning and then you go inside and yeah i'm gonna jack off and i don't know maybe throw on some ancient aliens that should help <clears throat> get you to sleep so you're not going to be able to fall asleep for too long tonight. In fact, I'm going to have you roll power in order to get even a decent night's rest so roll against your pow crit success nice then you're gonna be able to force your cocaine addled mind right to sleep the penny Moors are famously clear of mind
You're laying in bed. Your eyes close. Zach, I'm right here. Zach, no, no, no. I'm right here. Wake up, buddy. I'm right here. That's just, that's not for the podcast. That's for us. That was a dumb joke. You're trying to do something like serious and set a mood. And I was just like, so anyway. Um, you come to. Edit point. <laughs> you come to and the sky is dark, but the ground begins to give light to the world. You see a man in the distance with his head and hands and stocks that sit on an inky black stage. As you walk toward this man, the ground becomes whiter and whiter, like a screen's brightness level being gradually turned up. You hear a holler from behind you, and when you turn around, you see your mother. She looks like she did when she was about your age, and she is crying. She looks past you, and a door appears in between you, but you can hear her say, I'm so sorry. He's just so beautiful. You don't have to do this. We can leave. We can run. The door floats up into the sky, and sitting behind it is that trunk you locked up in the police department with the woman's split head atop the black, putrid, hacked-up anatomy. You turn around, and you are face-to-face with the man in the stocks, John Peters, his forehead burned and peeling with the word fool. Desperate, his eyes widen and he whispers, Please, it's coming. They cannot stop it. They are playing the roles of greater men. You have to save everyone. It is coming. What's coming? John, what's coming? You hear a rumble in the distance as you wake up in bed. Ooh, another good night's sleep. It's... (laughs) You know, I never, I never remember my dreams. Uh, you actually get a D four back on willpower. That's a two. He- Hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're heading to the station to meet up with um, your partners as well as the FBI. Mm-hmm. Joe Clark makes it back to his home where he is almost finished unloading all the stuff into his house and upon finishing it i assume you're gonna skip the wheel of fortune tonight and Mm -hmm. go straight to bed probably no no dinner even so as you fall asleep in bed you're walking through a parking lot and you look down and you see you are carrying a piece of old parchment that is rolled up with a neat little string tied tightly around it. Looking up, you hand it to the cashier of your local grocery store. You like this guy. He's trying to scan the roll, but it's not beeping. He looks at you as he chuckles, uh, this is going to cost you greatly. As you walk out of the grocery store, you step into the sanctuary of a church during a funeral. A young boy with an enormous forehead and the darkest eyes you've seen is walking up to you and tears are streaming down his face as he stares into your eyes. You hear a small voice inside you that says, Please, sir, as the crying boy holds out his hands. Do I still have the parchment? Yeah. Can I unroll the parchment? Yeah, as you unroll it, the young boy looks up and he reaches for it and you begin to hear cries throughout the sanctuary you are standing in. And as you look around, the congregation is trying to run away, but they are melting into the floor. You look down and you too are melting into the floor. And when you look up, 
the boy has been replaced by Tildy B. Mitchell, who looks down at you with her finger pointed at you like a gun. She disappears and reappears over and over again as you slowly sink into the floor. As your eyes look to the ceiling of the chapel, you hear a voice inside you say, Let go. As you wake up in bed. In the dream, I never got a good look at the parchment as I was unrolling it. Okay. Okay, so John, when you wake up, I'm going to have you normally on each day. This is when we would do our dealings with the disorder that you have picked up. Mm -hmm. So each day... Basically, we're going to look back at the, the past day and say, Thomas, did uh, did John Lee Pettymore actively choose to avoid any threats or chances to save people? And you didn't, so you don't take any willpower damage. Each day that you do avoid one of those things, the next day you'll take a D6 hit to your willpower when you wake up. Okay. And for each day that you continually do that, it doubles. Or sorry, it doesn't double. It just adds a D6 every time. So as long as you continue to not avoid threats or chances to save people, you'll be fine. Okay. Uh, when John wakes up, however, he has a text from Drew. Uh, wow. Okay. What does that say? <clears throat> text from Drew. Clark came back with a little... Clark came by last night when no one was at the station. He warned me not to go to the chief's house. He was limping, but he wasn't limping later. What is going on? And where is all the cake? Uh, I text him back. I, I ask him where he is right now. Did he go to the hospital after? Was he injured at the chief's house? No. Okay. I ask him where he is now, and I tell him that the cake is safe. All right. Sounds good. Uh, he'll send you a text back as you're getting ready and say, I'm already at the station. This is... If we were really organizing like a multi-million dollar drug deal, like Drew is the sweet, like what a sweet way to address that at the end of a text. Like, hey, by the way, where's all the drugs from? <laughs> uh, no, hey, don't, I, you know, I know you got a lot on your plate. Don't worry about it. But by the way, uh, where's all the cake? He's super nice. He is. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He has Coke contacts. <laughs> he can't. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> So I text him, yeah, that that the cake is safe, and where is he? Okay, and he, yeah, he'll he'll respond and tell you that he's already at the station. What time is it? Eight. Sure. Seven. Doesn't matter. Six. Nope. It's eight. Yeah. Okay, 7.30. It's eight o'clock. Okay. Doesn't matter. You ready? It's just, uh, it's really essential for me to get into that headspace, you know? Like, Absolutely. what time is it? Is it 7.45? Is it 8? 8.15? How stressed should I be? I got to think about the light, how it's acting up. A lot goes into my role play decisions. I appreciate you that. you can probably tell. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of planning. And uh, I like to inhabit a character, you know, not just fly by the cuff of my, like, uh, cuff of my seat. The seat of my, okay. The seat of your tight pants. Yeah. <laughs> That's not include any of this (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Luke, so your disorder is that you have to actively lie about things to make you sound better. Yes. You didn't do that yesterday. No, I haven't been doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're going to start off today with 1d6 willpower damage. Shoot. And for each day that you continue to not lie to make yourself sound better, it's going to be an extra d6 daily. Okay, do I have to lie? Yeah, okay. Fuck, D, that's five. Five willpower. Okay. So that so brings you're me down starting to at two. Yeah. What happens if I go to zero? I die. I lose the will to live. So at one or two willpower, we're gonna learn now. <laughs> you are having an emotional breakdown, and that is going to cause a negative twenty percent to all of your rolls for the day. Yeah. Oh, that's if, just what Keith needs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you hit zero. Uh, no tests can succeed, uh, and I take control whenever I want of your character. Okay. How can I gain willpower back other than sleeping? You can do stimulants to focus, and for each upper that you take, it will negate the negative 20% to your rolls for 1d6 hours. And what's the negative consequences of that? Well, if you use stimulants too often... They become addictive, and your body will be at a negative 20% without their use. Is there a way to get over that? Addiction? Yeah. Rehab? How long in-game is that? (laughs) We will get there if we have to get there. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. Shit. Looks like I'm going to break into the stash today. So so do you want to, uh, I mean, do you want to try to find anything to make yourself feel, but you wake up feeling like shit. Yeah, I mean, would coffee count? No. I didn't think so. Um, Yeah, I probably am going to have to, I'm going to do the only stimulant that I know is easily available to Keith, which is the cocaine, the mounds of cocaine that we have. Yes, and it is all out at... At a... John's house. It is all out at John's house. He might have some on him. Who knows? So I wake up. I guess I'm going to give John a ring. What time is it right now? Uh, It's like eight in the morning. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give John a ring or a text or whatever and say, hey, can you bring some stimulants with you? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Joe, yesterday you did actively hurt a few people. Yeah. I believe you shot the woman. In the in the hand at least once and then in her chest. Multiple times. A lot, yeah. Um, the woman at the hotel motel. And that means that you, when you wake up this morning, don't have to take any willpower damage to begin the day because your disorder is in control of you. So <laughs> you only actively lose willpower when you wake up if you are refraining from giving in to the power of your disorder. Yep. Right? Okay. So when you wake up, you uh, I think you are actually at 10 out of 12 willpower points, so you're feeling pretty mm-hmm. all right. I, indeed. Slept all right. So uh, when you get up... Didn't sleep all right. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs>